Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Alright, so we play a lot of grim, dark horror games here on Negative Modifier, and we thought it'd be a fun change of pace to um, play something real messed up. So we're going to play some Honey Heist. For those who are not familiar, Honey Heist is a, I think it's a one or two page. You can fit the entire rules and setup for it and all that onto one eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. It's designed that way. It's meant to be a one shot type of thing. It is unbelievably rules light. The only way if there'd be less rules for it is there'd be no rules at all, basically. And the big sell of it is that you are bears that are also criminals. And normally we handle all our kind of Session Zero stuff as a separate thing. We put it on the Patreon. Seeing as it's so much a part of what makes Honey Heist, Honey Heist, we're going to go through that process. Now that we're going to dive into some bear heisting, if you will. So we're going to start that off by uh, Dylan, Alex, roll me three D6s, and that will establish basically all your character traits. It'll give you a descriptor, a bear type, and a roll. Okay. So I do do I roll three individual yep, one three D sixes? Or yep. do I just roll a three D six? That's the same thing technically, but Is it? Oh yes. <laughs> you can edit that out so I don't get yelled at by Oh the no, dice this is honey heist. <laughs> All right. There's my I rolled a three, three, and a two. You are a three is retired. Three is panda, and two is brain. So you are a retired panda, meaning that you can eat anything that looks like bamboo, and you are the brains of this outfit. You are a criminal mastermind bear. Yeah, see? Coming out of retirement, see? Or rather, since I'm a bear, B? You know what I'm saying, B? Okay, yes. Would a bear come out of retirement or hibernation, I guess? <laughs> yes. Fair enough. All right, so, um, Dylan, let's... Let's roll up your bear. I, I do love saying that a little bit too much. All right. All right. I got a, a two, a six, and a three. All right. So that means you are a washed up. Oh, God. You are a washed up honey badger, meaning you have carnage. Okay. And you are the driver. <laughs> what the actual fuck? I'm not even a bear. <laughs> Plot twist. No, honey badger is a bear. Is it? It's a type of bear. I'm pretty sure about this fact. Really? Like, I'm reading that right. It does say honey badger, right? Yes. No, I I don't think that they're bears. I think they just threw a honey badger in. I think I'm thinking of a sun bear. Okay, you are an element of chaos. Truly. I guess pandas aren't technically bears or something like that, too. I'm going to think of something else. No, I'm thinking of koalas. I guess it makes sense that uh, you have carnage for a stat. Or you have carnage for your class skill. You are after all, honey badger. Yeah. All right. A warrior type bear, a barbarian, if you will. Hang on, I'm getting some weird honey badger lore. It's not really a badger. It's closer <laughs> to some other stuff. I did not really ever think I was going to type the words in. Is the honey badger a bear? Into Google ever for this goddamn podcast? It's definitely more of a weasel, I guess. But okay, it was classified as a bear at one point. But it's now been reclassified as a weasel. That makes sense, I guess. So it's like the Pluto of the bear world, if you will. Yeah, I assume this is also kind of like how the closest living relative to the um, 
elephant is called like the hyrax or something like that. It's a small like rat looking creature, but they have the same like skull shape. It technically has a trunk. Oh, okay. Looks like a woodchucky thing, but yeah, okay. All right, we got a honey badger and we got a panda. An interesting pairing on this. And um, to finish this off, you both have to assign stats into both bear and criminal. Your only stats. You put a stat of three into both, meaning you are both balanced as a criminal and a bear. I think we should roll for hats. Oh no, we're we're getting to that. That'll be how we finish off these characters. The hats are the most important part of this. Oh my god, number one is a fucking trivia. The the fedora, dude. Oh, eight no. on the hat roll is roll twice, meaning you can have multiple hats. We're about to TF2 this shit with multiple hats on? You could, yes, if you roll correctly. Oh. Are we ready for hats? I'm ready. All right, I need a 1d8 from both of you, and we'll pick some hats. All right, Dylan can go first on this one, because I went first on the, uh, the stats right. there. One for me. All right, so you are a honey badger in a trilby. This, this <laughs> you're the, Are you the goddamn Peaky Blinders of the bear world? You're goddamn right I am. <laughs> oh, goddammit. <laughs> By order of the squeaky fucking blinders. Because <laughs> he's, he's classified as a weasel. Yeah. Roll your damn hat, Alex. <laughs> 1d8? Okay. Yep. Oh, three. What is that? What is that? A bowler hat? Oh, so good. You're a panda in a bowler. Again, you guys want to come with some names for these characters real quick? Or? Hmm. Yeah, give me a sec. All right. My bear's name is Klondike. All right. As in, what would you do for a Klondike? Yes. All right. I can dig it. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a good panda name. I mean, I can give you one I've used several times. It's real bad, though. I don't know if I want it. Gone. Pandemonium. That would be a good, like, br- uh, that's more of a brawler type. I need a. Hmm. Mr. Shoots? Mr. Shoots sounds like a good one. I kind of like that. All I, right. I, I kind of like that, actually. All right, so we got Klondike and Mr. Shoots, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, so Honey Heist is a very simple game. There are only two stats in this game, your criminal and your bear stat. Basically, for anything not bear-like, we use your criminal stat, and for everything bear-like, we use your bear stat. This is intentionally open to interpretation. I would kind of describe knocking something over, intimidating someone by using your physicality. Anything along those lines would be a bear type of attribute use. And then, I don't know, picking a lock, smash and grabbing something, walking across, to, I don't know, like a catwalk situation up in the rafters or something. Those would probably be criminal. Also, you're not confined to exactly what a bear can do. This is a weird game that leaves it open to interpretation. You are, after all, bear criminals with a mix of criminal and bear in your soul. So if your bear wants to do some driving, I'm not going to stop your bear from doing some driving, but... Honey Heist is all about maintaining your bear and your criminal levels. The points flow back and forth. If ever you have a total of six bear or six criminal, your bear succumbs to the nature they've leaned into, and they either betray the party because they're now a full-blown criminal, or give in to their bear attitude and hulk out, I guess is probably the right phrase, bear out in the situation, and are revealed to obviously be a bear. You are... Bear criminals, you have a certain level of getting by on this one, if you will. People aren't going to immediately go, hey, it's a bear. You are wearing a hat, after all, and people are 
quite stupid. Wait, wait, hold on. I want to make sure I just understood this correctly. We're basically a bear in a suit, and people are just like, eh. We're like, we're interacting with people, essentially, not other bears. Oh, yeah, no. We'll see, but we'll get to the heist in a second. But you have a simple goal. Your goal is to steal some honey, a lot of honey, and maybe something else. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But so in kind of balancing that, when a plan fails and you run into difficulties, you move one point from criminal into bear as your kind of your bear nature. You get closer to hulking out goes. But at the same time, when a plan goes off load a hitch, you are successful in your criminal aspects. You move from bear to criminal. The way this game works is you roll a d6 whenever we're trying to do something that's either bear or criminal facing. And so long as you roll under that stat, you succeed over okay. and failure. Gotcha. It's not quite a sandy mechanic, but it's not not a sandy mechanic. It's a very like basic version of the uh, the roll system in Delta Green. Essentially. Yeah, it's a roll, roll under, under system. Yes, yeah. I, something we all are very familiar with on this channel. Yeah. Oh, I know that system pretty well now. Oh, and I, I should mention this: you both have your special abilities. In the case of Klondike, is Carnage. In the case of Mister Shoots, he can eat anything that looks like bamboo. Anything vaguely related to that, you get to roll 2d6s on that and pick the lower, because it's your specialty. Ah. That is literally all there is to Honey Heist. How the fuck does eating anything that looks like bamboo serve as an advantage? I don't know, PVC pipes, green guns. Oh, okay. Eh. Eh, that's true. We'll get to it. I'm not going to tell Dylan how to run Mr. How to run Klondike. <laughs> oh, the honey the badger in this bear heist. I'm the one that eats. Dylan is the uh, oh, you're right, yes. The one that like goes into uh, carnage mode. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out as we get into this. So, uh, are we ready to attend HoneyCon 2020? God, yes. I've I'm never ready. Been so more ready in my entire life. All right, so the year is 2020, and HoneyCon is the largest farm-to-table honey and crypto event of the year. Your goals are simple. Grab the massive supply of honey being used to back the honey coins, spelled with a series of umlauts that make it almost completely unhumanly pronounceable. The brains of this operation, we have Mr. Shoots, a retired panda. And on the other hand, we have Klondike, a honey badger wrapped up in this who's just a... there to help with the getaway, I guess. He's he's the driver of this group. It's a small crew. What do you do? Okay, I guess some character building here. Do we have tickets to said Honeycon? You are a bear and a honey badger. Do you think you have tickets? Well, we are disguised, so I would assume we have some sort of like no in fact, you know what? Can I use my brains here to like find an end like get us tickets for entry? To this event as That's, a bear and honey badger? That sounds like an unbear-like thing. Let's let's see a criminal rule. Okay, okay. Perhaps maybe even forge some, if you will. Hey, criminal rule two, less than three. Yeah, so you quickly discover that you will not be out of place at HoneyCon. You're not quite sure why people at HoneyCon dress this way, but about half the crowd is dressed up in nonsensical kind of vaguely honey-themed outfits. There's a variety of Winnie the Poohs running around, a variety of Smokey the Bears, a variety of people that have painted themselves to, quote, look like honey, and then there's also people dressed 
more traditionally just to go to the, either the crypto part of it or to really get into the honey. And merging in with the crowd, you two managed to slip into HoneyCon quite easily. HoneyCon, once you enter the building, is held in a very large convention space. It's three stories tall. The main convention space is on the second story and actually reaches up through the inside. It reaches up kind of from the second story all the way up to the roof. And it's a big, big space. You have a, as you walk in, you're greeted with kind of a large vendor space advertising a variety of crypto facing things and beekeeping and honey facing things. There's tables offering hundreds of types of honey and a variety of techno doodads and whatnot. What do you do? Hmm. So we're here for the honey, right? You're here for the honey and the honey. Not sure you know the difference, though, either. They're both called honey, after all. All right. What's next, Mr. Beans? All right. We need to figure out how to increase the price of this honey token we got going on here. I feel like we can do it by taking advantage of impersonating someone on Twitter. If anything goes, we can build some... uh, fake momentum, buy some tokens early on, build that wave, and then sell our tokens when it's higher up. I don't know about anything you just said, but all right. I'm the brains here. Yeah, yeah. All right. What do you need me to do? Hmm. Can I search around for a possible, like, prominent crypto, I guess, celebrity that's nearby? I have to ask us. We're talking crypto. Actual crypto celebrity or someone that thinks they're a crypto celebrity? An actual crypto celebrity. I would assume there is a crypto celebrity here. It is very easy to find these people, yes. What are you looking for more specifically? More specifically, I want to see if we can, I don't know, kind of swipe the phone and uh, pretend to be them on Twitter and uh, make some tweets about, uh, oh, Honeycoin to the moon. All right, so you very, very quickly find the salmon. Their whole theme is that it's about swimming upstream against the currents of finance, et cetera, et cetera. There's now the large group of people all very engrossed in something they're talking about. Give me that criminal roll to see if you swipe that phone. Just tell me the bear found the salmon? Yes. Oh, the best fucking game ever. <sighs> criminal roll incoming. I rolled a one, less than three. All right. The salmon is quite distracted. You kind of sneak up and just swipe that phone out of their back pocket. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, I need to be careful. I'm almost going to disappear and get in too deep in the life of crime. Hmm. All right. I'm going to hand the phone over to Klondike and have them check if it's got a an unlock code or do we need to do something along those lines? Yeah, I'll take the phone. And I'll, like, just start tapping on it like I've seen people do. I have no idea what I'm doing. Sure, yeah. The good news is you snagged off this person, maybe out of their hand even, so it's unlocked, it's open. As long as you don't stop messing with it, you'll still have access to it. Excellent. Great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up Twitter, and I'm going to start chewing on the, the, like, phone. This is how you Twitter, right? No, no, no. You got to type Honeycoin, and then put the rockets, and then the moon. And then just send that. These idiots will believe anything. Oh, so with the phone in my mouth, I say, honey, coin, rockets, moon. Give me a criminal roll. <laughs> three out of three. You are successful in doing that. You slip slowly closer to being a criminal, though. This tweet goes up, and even if it's broadcast up onto a big board showing various tweets hashtagged correctly for this, and you start hearing people holler about this in a positive way, there's quite the ruckus in the space you're in. 
you've caused a bit of a distraction, but yeah, the the numbers are going up, if you will. <laughs> I look over at Klondike and I'm like, we bought the honey coin, right? I don't know what that is. Rap. And I try to smell out the honey. Well, so remember, you can voluntarily move points from bear to criminal by doing a flashback scene in which you are basically talking through the heist or kind of doing some setup for this. Oh, so, we can So flashback. you could most definitely do a flashback of you buying the coins before you even arrived at this place. Okay. If you have the bear points left to spend on it, though. I don't have the bear points for it. Would you like to spend some time eating some honey to regain your bareness, if you will? <laughs> Get my bearings? <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> hmm. So, as that's going on, as I'm, like, watching this whole thing occur, I would like to look around for something that looks like some bamboo so I can chew on it and enjoy the show, if you will. All right. Looking for bamboo specifically, or like some bamboo-flavored honey? Uh, I mean, I would say I'm not going to be 100% picky, whatever comes up first. Sure. I would probably say anything that looks like bamboo, so I can tap into my attribute. Sure. Nah, so one of the artisanal vendors here is selling what appear to be green sticks of frozen honey. It's honey made from exposure to purely eucalyptus, so it has a kind of a neon green color to it. It tastes a bit strange, but it's most definitely honey, and it's most definitely looks like bamboo. Ooh. How does my bear attribute come into play here? Do I roll two 1d6s here? No, no. You just kind of, I'm assuming you just kind of scarf this down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're going hog wild on this. If there wasn't the distraction of the tweet and the now run on the honey coin, people might have noticed this, but kind of you managed to make away with a significant paw full of these kind of strange green honey sticks and to kind of munch away on them. Yeah, and of course I give some to my associate, because sure. after all, you know, we are in this together. Great. Is there a place with, like, actual, like, honey? Lots of honey? Oh yeah, you're surrounded by lots of honey. Again, as much as this place is kind of, like, half pseudo-tech stuff, it's also half honey and beekeeping stuff. So are people bringing out, like, jars of honey and whatnot? Oh yeah, there's tons of it around. Great. I want to start going up to people and, like, just growling at them and getting them to, like, set jars down for me. All right. Yeah, give me a bear roll on that one. Can I use my carnage for this? I don't think carnage applies, actually. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I wanted to ask, since I did technically use my eating my panda attribute, do I do anything special in terms of moving points around? Not necessarily. No, it wasn't really a challenge at that. You just kind of grab some honey. Okay, gotcha. So I rolled a five out of two, so I failed. You've threatened people unsuccessfully, and that's maybe got your uh, rile up some. You've uh, snacked down some strange-looking honey. What next? you got to steal the mother load of honey and also this honey coin, which may or may not be the same thing. You're not totally clear. All right. I'm going to go get the car. Do we know where the, uh, the mother load is? Sounds good. I'll be making my way over there shortly, but let's keep an eye line for the exits just in case. Where, where is the money, mother load? I just kind of point on the side that's like all the farm to table stuff and everything. I'm like, over here, my friend. Over here. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going out to, uh, I, I assume we came in a car. So I'm going out to our truck or something that we, we have for this. Sure. Well, so for the record, the honey inside this kind of space you're in, 
That's not the mother load. The mother load is probably somewhere else, locked up for safekeeping or some big reveal later. As criminals, you both would know that they're not just going to keep the honey in the big vendor space. There's got to be some big event planned or something that ties all this craziness together. All right. I'll hold off on the car. They don't have the mother load out yet. Let's keep walking around. Maybe I can scratch my back for a bit on the corner of this this arch here and get my arch. You get what I'm saying? Because my back's itchy. I have no idea what you're saying. Scratching my back on this post. All right, I'm going to try to sneak into the back. I'm going to go try to sneak off into the back, the employees only area. So you're going to use the back scratching thing as a distraction or it's going to scratch your back? I'm going to use the back scratching thing as kind of a distraction so that so that Klondike can can get past and, and right, not draw yeah, attention let's, to themselves. Let, let's see a bear check on this one. I rolled a two. All right. So, yeah, you find a corner and you kind of successfully start just rubbing your back very naturally on the thing. And a variety of people think you're doing some strange performance art or something like that. And a couple other people dressed as bears and other stuff come up and start doing that. Eventually, there's a small crowd around you. And, yeah, Klondike, you have a much easier time just slipping into the back of house space of this convention center. Great. I I go into the back and I start to sniff out the the honey. All right. Yeah, give me a bear on that one. I rolled a six. Ooh, oh. so you're sniffing around trying to smell out this honey, and no sooner than you start to get a bead on that, you realize just how much security is back here. You're not quite sure why there's so much security back here, but there's lots of people walking around and tight black t-shirts with the word security stenciled across them. This is some major honey, apparently, and you're not going to be able to quite get through diseases maybe you thought. You're not going to be waltzing in there just grabbing handfuls and walking out. You're also really not sure where it is. Also, you're a honey badger in the back of house space in a convention space. It's kind of an elaborate maze of similar corridors and swinging doors and badly marked exits and entrances that make no sense to you as a honey badger. Great. I... I look around and I say, I may be washed up and they may have me behind the wheel, but back in my day, I could handle this. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to knock out one of the guards. Let's fucking go. All right. Knock out or maul. I think that my idea is to knock out, but I think okay. that what's going to happen is I'm going to maul them. Okay. So I was going to say like, cause it's, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a bear or a criminality. <laughs> if you're okay goring this person, I'll let you use carnage for that, and that's right. definitely a bear at that point. So I got a three and a four, which are both successes. How does this work exactly? So I, like, walk up to one of these guys, and he looks down to see a honey badger. And I sit there for a second as he's, like, stunned, and he, like, leans down to pick me up, and as he does, I jump up into his face and bite and claw, and he can't understand what I'm saying, but through, like, biting and growling, I'm saying, where's the honey? Where is it? All right, so uh, you successfully uh, maul this poor uh, security guard. What next? A key card or keys on him or anything? All right. Do you want to, like, take his security outfit Hitman style or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so you're now a honey badger in a trilby. <laughs> in a security shirt. Yeah, I'm I'm just walking around, looking around in the back now. All right. 
So you have successfully done this. All right, you have you have the key card off him. Where are you trying to make your way to? You're still trying to locate the honey? You may be trying to find something else at this point. I'm looking for the honey still. All right. I'm still, still trying to sniff it out. Yeah, so give me another bear on that one to see if you find it successfully. A one out of four. Yeah, so maybe it's the disguise, maybe it's the uh, just uh, animal instincts you've kicked up. You managed to, you get a lead on it, and you lead yourself deeper and deeper into this labyrinth of back-of-house hallways and twisting corridors. You eventually arrive at the security office in a large 10 by 10 by 10 cage. You see it. A massive, crystallized, carved... You're not quite sure what it is, but like an effigy of some kind, some vague abstract art concept made of solid, crystallized honey. And sitting at the center of it appears to be a flash drive of some kind. But also around it are several security guards, all manning cameras and whatnot. Holy mother of honey. All right. Knowing where it is now, I'm going to go back out to Mr. Shoots. All right. Yeah, so Mr. Shoots, you're still entertaining a crowd with your uh, very realistic bear impression. <laughs> Eventually, Klondike emerges from the back of house. What next? So, as soon as I see Klondike running back over, I, like, basically stop my impression and kind of just carry on and say, thank you, guys. And then I start heading over to Klondike. All right. So, I am a honey badger in the security outfit covered in blood now. And I walk up and I say... In a trilby, don't forget the trilby. In a trilby. <laughs> yeah, the trilby has, like, razors hidden underneath. <laughs> I've found the mother load, and they got this metal thing in the middle. I think it might have the, the honey stuff in it. You found a way into it? No, no, what I was thinking is we take the truck and we just ram through the wall. Take the whole thing. Are there any any doors in that area? Do we have to literally bust through the wall? I didn't check. Well, let's go take a look. All right. We head back. And since you're being inspired by security, it's quite easy to get back there. Yeah. All right, so you make your way back to the security room with the honey statue in it? Yep. Yeah. All right, so looking in more detail into the room, you realize that there are no windows in this room. But the cage is sitting on what appears to be a lift of some kind that, if you had to guess, probably raises it up into the main convention space on the second floor. Possibly for some type of, like, main event or showcase moment or something. Hmm. If they move the cage there, there's got to be some sort of, like, lift or some sort of, like, what do they call it? What do they call those giant fork-looking th- It's a forklift thing. Yeah. The forklift, just without the actual, like, engine. Talking a pallet jack? Yes, the pallet jack. That's what I'm looking for. It's got to be on a pallet, right? It's not really on anything. It could have been at one point. That would make sense to get in here. I will also say the back of house hallways are big enough that maybe a small forklift could have been driven in here, but it is obviously prepared for presentation or something. Like You're not quite sure what, but it's on this thing. It's in position, ready to go. It's all kind of prepared to be displayed, for lack of a better phrase. Okay. I am going to look around for a... Well, actually, I'm a fucking panda how heavy is this thing it's big like it's a 10 by 10 by 10 cage made of metal and whatnot like it's well pandas are mighty this is beyond the normal kind of lifting abilities of a panda plus there's a giant crystallized honey statue thing inside of it it's got some weight okay 
There's also all the guards inside the room you'd have to deal with. Hmm. Maybe you go in and tell them that uh, boss wants the display up, and then we can steal it when it's on display. But if it goes up, won't it be on stage? Yeah. Huh. Let's see if we can find some sort of contraption to move it, if you will. Like the truck? We get the truck in here? I mean, it'd be tight, but you could probably do it. I could do it. Well, let's get to it, then. While you get the truck, I'll find a way to get this thing moved. All right. You're going to get the truck. All right. I will look for something that even, like, just give me some momentum to try to, like, move it. All right. Yeah. Maybe try and find, like, a pallet jack or just, like, a... Yeah, a pallet like jack a dolly or something. Yeah. One of those things. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Getting back to the car is easy enough, but what type of car did you bring to this, anyway? All right. I'm going to do a flashback for it. All right. So, um, Klondike is walking with Mr. Schutz, and we're, we're in a junkyard, and we're looking at some beater cars and trucks and whatnot. And we're talking about the ones that would look the ma- like the most non-conspicuous. And I'm sure Mr. Schutz is trying to get one that looks like it'd blend in really well. But uh, Klondike, on the other hand, he wants something that drives like a monster. So he's pointing out the ruggedy, most beat-up-looking cars that look like they've been through hell and back. And finally, they stop in front of this old pickup truck that's got like spikes sticking out of the side of the rims and an old uh, skeleton skull painted on the front of the hood and there's some arguing but in the end klondike gets his his skull truck all right so you've got this skull truck like it used to be like a mac truck or something that used to be just like a really customed out pickup truck or is it something kind of in between something kind of in between it looks like it might have been made for like a derby perhaps like a demolition derby or like yeah. some weird off-road event? Okay, cool. cool. Demolition derby. All right. Is it like a heavy-duty truck or like still like a normal civilian truck like a, that you don't but sell on the larger no, side? No, it's pretty heavy-duty. Oh, yeah, it's like one of those like commercial, like not quite a full-on truck, but not not a full-on truck type of things. Yeah, basically. Cool. All right, so what are you going to do with this truck? I drive straight through the main, like, opening sliding glass doors. All right. Let's see a criminal check on this to see how well you do this. <laughs> Would you say uh, cl- carnage might apply here for this? Yeah, I'll say carnage on this when you are disregarding the uh, human lives inside, most definitely. A two and a one, both a success. All right. So, yeah, you just barrel through all this as your criminality rises, though. What is your criminality at at this point? It'll be four now. Yeah, you're getting real criminal. Like, people are screaming and diving out of the way. You hit that Mm -hmm. back of the house door and just power through it. You are in a truck that's larger than the spaces, though. So you're probably scraping on walls and the ceiling a little bit, just hitting stuff as you go. Makes a lot of sense in this case. Yeah, this is how you steal honey, obviously. Mr. Shoots, what are you doing to look for this dolly or moving apparatus? I mean, I'm just kind of... Searching around the rooms and hallways to see if I can find some sort of, like, either a pallet jack or some sort of forklift or something. All right, yeah. Give me a criminality on this one, because it's not really a bear pursuit to track down a moving apparatus. Oh, no. A criminal roll six out of five, so I failed that. Uh, The good news is you slowly drift back towards being a bear, because it didn't quite go as planned. 
Okay, so add, does that mean I take one point away from criminal and then add yep. it to bear? Yep. So that would put me at four criminal and three bear now. All right. Still more criminal than bear at the end of the day, I suppose. But yeah, mm-hmm. so you're not successful at finding a moving apparatus, but you also start to hear just the smashing, grinding, car driving down a hallway sounds of Klondike just powering through this hallway. What do you do? At this point, I'm going to try to just find anything I can to just move it out of the way. It be like a fucking stick or a, I don't know, some sort of like, if I can't find the pallet jack, I'm, I'm probably going to just try to like, hmm. And you are a bear. You could try moving it yourself, I suppose. Yeah, but I'm going to try like probably like pushing it over to see if I can even sure. give it any kind of movement. I'm just so we're going to race back to the security office to try and deal with this? Do the security is that where the Yep. Oh, if that's where it is, then yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm going right back there. Alright. So you bust in the door and people look at you confused, like one guy uh, looks up from his kind of uh, desk and looks at you. We told Big B we got it. When we get the signal, we'll press the button, it'll go up on stage. We're not gonna mess this up. It's just a goddamn lift. Hmm. Can I run back and see if I can move it slightly? Because I might, what I might do is if I give them the signal, if it gets lifted enough, I'll probably push it over once it's kind of lifted to get it onto the back of the truck. All right. So you want to try and guess at what the signal is? Yes. All right. Give me a criminality. What if the signal was me growling like a bear, like going raw? That still be criminal, or would it be bear? I mean, like speaking as a former stagehand, I've had a variety of weird cues in my life, but someone coming back in and growling at me really wasn't one of them, I guess, in my profession in that area. So I'm gonna say no on that one. Dang it. Okay, fine. I will roll my criminal check. I rolled a one out of four, so that puts me one higher into the criminal, right? Yep. Okay. And does that take away a bear point? Yep. Okay. All right, so you kind of, what do you do exactly to kind of try and fake the signal? Since I can't growl for it, I'm going to point at the guy who yelled out the thing about, you know, the Mr. B, we got it, and then say, hit Big B. it. It's, it's Big B. Big B, sorry, there you go. And then just say, hit it. Well, so you are a bear, so it comes out as bear sounds, but also... You put on enough of a show doing this, and the guy kind of, like, raises his hands, but it's like, fine, fine, whatever, whatever. It's your ass on the line, not mine. And he presses the button, and slowly the lift starts to rise off the ground. And as it's doing that, you hear kind of the trapdoor of it open up, and you hear kind of loud roars of crowd up top applauding for something, and some weird words about blockchains and disruption and financial instability or something like that, and also how sweet it's going to be, and the hive can conquer all, and some guys just talking on and on about a bunch of non-buzzwords. So did it shoot all the way up onto the stage? No, or no, it's, it slowly, slowly? it's slowly rising. Okay, so I'm going to run back to the to the cage. All right, so you're going to grab onto the cage? Yeah. Well, how far is the truck from... It's getting pretty close. You can definitely hear it making its way down the hallway, or I guess forcing its way down the hallway might be the better word for it. Okay. So then let's, yeah, so I'm going to head back and I'm going to try to kind of knock it on its side a little bit. Sure. 
All right. So as you kind of go for the cage, every security guard in the room kind of looks at you confused, like, hey, what the fuck's up and stuff like that. They start moving towards you. What do you do? I'm going to fucking mull the shit out of them when they get close. All right. Let me see that bear check on this one. I rolled a five, but it's less than two. So does that mean you're kind of swiping your paw and roaring at them and whatnot? It's not really. There's a lot of them and there's only one of you and they feel pretty confident that they can handle the situation or after all just there's one crazy person back of house but at the same time kind of klondike roars into space like the door you came through gets kind of ripped off the hinges as part of the truck just knocks it out of the way he's not in the room with you but like he's managed to widen the hallway by driving down it forcibly what do you do klondike so i'm sorry have i made it into the the room you're there you're you're still in the truck like the i picture this kind of being like Front of the truck knocks the doors into the room, and you kind of like pull up so that your driver's side door is like now in the space that the doors yeah. used to cover, kind of thing. So as I was like running over various event workers and security sure. in the halls, Klondike had pulled out a six pack of honey as he's driving with one hand and is cracking it open with his teeth and chugging this honey as he busts in. And seeing a fight going on, he's just going to step on the pedal and start running over some security guards. Okay, let's uh, let's see that. Uh, let's see that criminality. I'll give you a carnage on that one, too. <laughs> two and a five. The two is a success. All right. So your criminality once again increases. But like, yeah, you got like seven security guards closing on Mr. Shutu. He's kind of like back over three of them. And the rest of them are like, what the hell's going on? And. Then you run over them, too. Yeah, it's just a massacre of a car down a back-of-house hallway as you're kind of like, there's not a lot of space to be doing this, so it's kind of like a weird Austin Powers bit of, like, backing up and then, like, yeah. pulling forward really quickly again, <laughs> and all this is happening in, like, maybe the span of, like, I don't know, like, 15 feet. Yeah, as the as the sounds of, like, screams are disappearing down the hall from people that were running, it's just kind of, like, interrupted by the cracking of another soda can. Sure. All right. So yeah, you, you are now, you've dealt with the security guards, you have the truck in the room, the lift is still slowly rising, so it's about, we'll say, two feet off the ground after all that kind of activity. Mr. Shoots, you're standing there, a Klondike, you're still in the truck. What do you do? I'm gonna push the cage onto the truck. All right, so give me a bear on that one. That sounds like a physical thing a bear would do. Bear roll three, and it has to be equal to two or less. All right, so the bad news is this thing is real heavy, and in grabbing it, you're slowly lifted up off the ground trying to push at this thing, and slowly but surely, it is raised up through the trapdoor, you with it type of thing. There's nothing room on the platform here to get up there safely with it, and you find yourself on stage next to Big B in front of thousands of people cheering excitedly. He's very confused. You've blown the big entrance. With the thing, and as kind of you get to the top of it, the cage falls off around the statue, and Bigby looks at you. What the fuck? You've ruined the big surprise. Can I? So this cage is pretty heavy, and as a bear, I'm also pretty heavy. Can I try jumping on this ramp to try to like break it? Nah, I was capable of lifting you. It's chances of you busting it from above are pretty low. You can try though, I guess. Just trying to like kind of smash it down, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Give me a bear. I rolled a one out of one out of two. No sooner do you rise to the top of this thing 
Bigby looks at you confused. The crowd cheers in excitement as this weird statue comes up. You kind of throw all of your panda weight just straight down and hear metal and gear and spring buckle and kind of this almost a cartoon moment as something breaks, the heaviest parts fall, and then you fall with it, along with the honey down back into the security office. All right. Huh. Okay, so when this cage fell, did this cage break open by any chance? Yeah, the cage opened up when it got to the top floor, when it got to the stage. It was designed to open and kind of reveal when it got there. So, yeah, you now have full access to the honey statue. All right. Well, the honey statue alone has got to weigh a lot less than the whole cage. So I'm going to try to grab that thing and throw it onto the truck and myself with it. All right. See that bear. Six out of two. All right, so good news, you do manage to kind of, like, it takes a while, but you get it on there. The bad news is enough people have noticed that someone drove a, ha- a car down the hallways back here that a bit of a commotion's been raised, and you hear people screaming and hollering about, hey, how some psycho drove a truck through the main exhibit hall, and there was something weird that happened on stage, and Big B is furious, and yeah, you hear kind of a various alarms going off, maybe you hear some sirens off in the distance. What do you do? Well, as soon as uh, I can confirm it's on the truck, I'm just going to signal to uh, to Klondike to just fucking book it. Hold on. Just give it a minute. Waiting for the rest of the security to fill those halls. <laughs> oh, good oh. God. He revs the engine a couple of times and then does a burnout, probably splattering one of the security guards under the back tile, tires against the wall, and then just rooms off down the hallway sure are you trying to drive at this point you're kind of like busting through walls trying to make a beeline to where you think the exit is no i'm trying to drive sure hey, you are you are the driver after all it makes sense yeah so give me a criminality for that or give me a crime whatever the right phrase is at this point would you say carnage would apply here? oh absolutely you have truly made this driver job a force of nature a three and a four which are both successes all right Gotta love it, a plan goes according to plan. Yeah, so you tear off down this hallway, just hitting people left and right. Whether you care or not, no one will ever fully gauge in this moment, but uh, there are definitely going to be some questions later, and you kind of rocket out, out of the loading dock of this space into the main street near the convention center, and you hear more sirens approaching. What do you do at this point? You have the truck, you have Mr. Shoots with you, You more importantly, you have the score, this... Very strange, abstract art, crystal statue made of honey. Where do you go? What do you do? What's the plan? Where am I going, Mr. Shoots? Just drive. I can do that. I, like, hop up onto a sidewalk to avoid traffic and keep going. Yeah, and you're already driving at this point, so it's easy enough to do that. You do slowly hear the sound of sirens approaching you from behind, though. You try and lose them at this point. You try and be less conspicuous, which is going to be real hard, seeing as you have a giant honey statue in the back of your car. What's the play? Yeah, I'm going to just try to lose them. I'm, All right. Uh, well, hold on. So you should have a five in criminality right now, shouldn't you? I, I do have a five in criminality All right. right now. Let's see that crime roll. Three out of five success. Oh, Oh, no. no. All right. So how does Klondike succumb to the criminal urge, that life of crime? How does that final bareness of you burn out? So I have to betray him, right? Mm Mm-hmm. No. 
So as we're speeding off down the road, Klondike turns into a parking garage where we had planned to swap cars. But instead of swapping cars, he drives to the top, right? And just straight up drives out the side of this this parking garage, uh, totally un uncaring about what happens to his friend in the back that's holding the mother load. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're, you're faking your own death at this point. Uh, what's the criminal intent of this? How are you going to go off and... Yeah, we're like going to crash into the side of a building, and I... I realized in my new criminal mind that, yeah, the honey that surrounds that metal thing is valuable. That metal thing, that's what's really valuable. Sure. So I'm faking my death. I, I'll, I'll survive. I'm sure of it. I'm in the car. I'm not too worried about Mr. Shoots. And, you know, if he survives, I don't care if he has the remains, but I want that metal thing that's in the middle. Yeah. So I guess we're going to end this with, you go off this parking garage thing. Like, how many stories up do you think you are? God, how many stories do parking garages usually go up? Like, it varies. Uh, uh, like eight, maybe. All right. So you just drive off. Did you bail out the last second or what? No, I'm going with it. Okay. Oh, you're back on the airbags, like breaking your fall on the end or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And All Free right. Bird is blasting on the radio oh, as good we, we smash out the side. All right, Mr. Shoots. So you're watching all this unfold, like Klondike blows past the swap spot, ducks into this parking garage. Okay, you're like, okay, he's the driver, maybe he knows what he's doing. And then you see him bust through this wall section on the eighth floor. What are your final thoughts as the ground rushes up? Meet the truck. I shit. I'm gonna try to hold on to the truck bed as much as possible to try to have it soften my blow as much as possible. Sure. I think having the metal bend might be less than hitting hard concrete. I mean, I'm still gonna get injured anyway, but I think trying to cling on to that will be my the better option. I can't really move midair to like try to like oh I'll just land on the tree. So yeah. Several hours later, as the local news covers the tragedy at HoneyCon 2020, local news reporters remark on the senseless violence employed in this truly, obviously heist gone wrong, and how one of the believed perpetrators was found dead at the crash with the broken remains of the very valuable and definitely not a gaudy or ostentatious honey statue. <laughs> the bigger mystery, though, is what exactly happened to the at time of stealing, multiple billion dollars in honey coins, but now valued at roughly 83 cents. Oh, no! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's, that's Honey Heist. I'm not sure it normally involves that much murder, but yeah, that's Honey Heist. Honey Heist.